This is such a uh, breath of fresh air, cool conversation with my friend, Teresa Lira Levine. And I think you're going to absolutely love it, especially if you're already a little bit familiar with EFT tapping. If you're not, uh, we're going to go into what that is, but Teresa is the founder of Becoming More Me, and she helps professional women get out of their own way and resolve their innermost pains, traumas, and challenges so they can fully enjoy their success in present moments. So we talk specifically in this episode about fear of being on camera. What will people think? What are the trolls going to say? And then we also talk about the time piece because that is probably the number one barrier I hear from you. And it's, you know, like a a story that I like to tell myself as well is that I don't have time to do X, Y, Z, whatever it is, whether it's in your business or, or what. And so we go into, this is not about like time management, productivity hacks. It's a very different take on the, I don't have time piece. So I think you're really, really going to love this episode. I can't wait to hear what you think. Welcome to Holistic Marketing Simplified, a podcast for health and wellness professionals looking to simplify their marketing. I'm your host, Molly Cahill, and this podcast is brought to you by Holistic Marketing Hub, our hybrid program that supports you with personalized coaching, caption templates, and virtual classrooms. In this program, we teach health and wellness professionals how to fish, but we also bait their hook. Head to holisticmarketinghub.com to learn more and use code podcast for $100 off. You can find full show notes, resources, and more at mollycahill.com slash podcast. Teresa, welcome to the show officially, even though we've been chit-chatting and you're just like the easiest person to talk to ever. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> Thank you for no, having I, me. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to continue the conversation. I've really enjoyed all the conversations that we've had leading up to today. So today's I know. How did we even find each other? Do you even know? I do not remember. I'm sure that if we were to go onto Instagram into those first messages that we sent back and forth, we could figure it out, but it's well, not I think completely we, relevant. We had some type of like mutual connection. Somehow. I think so. Well, if you're, if you're new to me, maybe you don't know this, but if you're not new to me, you know that I, I've yet my head. So I bought my husband, a Claire Pelletro's a Facebook ads course, by the way. So he's going to take the ads course. But my point in saying that is I have never run ads. And so I've grown my business. And I don't say that as like a flex, like, oh, never. I think some people think it's a flex. I don't think it's a flex. I think it's actually the opposite. I think it's been my blind spot where I'm like, I don't want to do it. There's too many buttons. But I've grown my business completely through connection, like collaborations and referrals and whatnot. And so I'm always checking out who's doing stuff in the health and wellness industry with other health and wellness professionals. And um, I think that's how I found you. So I did your intro already, but kind of give us like the quick and dirty Teresa speed dating. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I'm Teresa Lear Levine. I am a mom of four boys. I live in Maryland, married to my husband, Jeff. I'm an EFT master practitioner. I'm sure we will get into what that is because most people are like, what, huh? A hypnotherapist, a law of attraction coach. And I absolutely love, you know, working with intelligent, conscious professionals who are already like in the know about self-healing and mental health and still find themselves stuck and helping them to find that elusive work-life balance to get over the obstacles that feel like they're difficult for them and to feel good, you know, to have that calm clarity and confidence that they want in their life. That's my jam. I love all of these modalities 
if you're, so if you go back to episode, it's either 10 and 11 or 11 and 12, I had my personal health and life coach, Chelsea Haynes on to talk about a subconscious modality called Orpheus. And I think you and I talked about it. It's a little bit like EFT, kind of like EFT and hypnosis had a baby EMDR is a little, you know, but what, what made you, and I'm one of these people who I think all modalities fit. I don't think there's like one perfect modality. I think it has to be what feels good for you. What feels doable? Like, what are you actually going to do? Like you can know about it through, but it's not going to work through osmosis. What made you choose EFT? The amount of change that it could produce in such a short time. So yeah. I'm a personal development junkie, always uh-huh. have been. Uh-huh. I love learning. I have ADHD. I've got plenty of different traumas and mini traumas in my past that have required work and attention. And while I knew an awful lot, I had a lot of insight without a lot of change. Yes. So I was finding like, okay, so I could read a book and understand what I needed to do to feel differently. And then I couldn't do it. And yeah. what I didn't understand was the component that the nervous system plays in allowing kind of the, the gears to start moving and things to feel safer and to really get moving and how the subconscious mind really needed to be accessed and things needed to be like dumped out of there. Like got to kind of clear that hard drive in order to make room for the things that you really want. So once I started implementing nervous system regulation and subconscious mind work, it was like all of these things that felt so difficult and so not available to me were just able to to come to me so easily and of course add some law of attraction work in there and it just magnifies it like a million percent you're just speaking my love language here i'm like <laughs> lighting up when i talk about this i really had a switch from the more not that i'm not saying we were just talking about supplements before we, we hit record it's not that i'm I like love supplements i geek out yeah, on supplements <laughs> right it's not like i'm like saying oh i'm totally against any type of i don't know I've, have you ever heard of the term green allopathy Yes. Okay. So I feel like I swung real far to like, there's a supplement for everything. And there's, if I could just figure out what the one mechanism with my body, it, you know what I mean? Like I was always thinking more of like when I swung from like allopathic conventional medicine over to, yeah, you know, working more, from the outside in or working from the yeah, inside out. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I went real hard on the, like, like I said, it was still very physiological. And now I've come to this place that to me feels extremely empowering where I'm like, Oh, I have all the power. I don't need any of like, not saying you don't need it, but like, I don't know what the right word is. How would you explain that? You know what I'm saying? Like, I have all the power. It's right here. I have everything I need already in you. And I pick and choose my supplements from an intuitive place now and more of like, you know, muscle testing, intuition, things that I've developed from the inside out instead of like, here's my little pill box of what I'm going to take every day because this is what I feel like I'm supposed to, or it's the fix. Like, I I just like, just like what you're saying, like, it's already in me. I already have everything I need to, to feel good, to be healthy, to create the life that I want. What might enhance that a little bit today? Yes. Ooh, I love that. So let's, I got a little ahead of myself because this is what I do. Um, <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I hate listening to podcasts that you can tell are clearly we'll cover all mean. the things we forgot at the end. <laughs> I know. I just, I'm sorry for the type A's. I really am. I, uh, this is the problem I'm having right now. Cause I'm in the middle of writing my first book, which will be launched at the end of this oh, summer. Jesus. And yes. like, it will not be written in order. I can tell no. you that much. I yeah. can already tell you that. I'm like, that I'll start sense. on whatever stories come to mind. And then I will right. write them all together somehow at the end. 
it'll make sense to our brains. Though. Well, um, congratulations, by the way, that's huge. You just lost over that. Like no big deal. Who am I writing my first book? Let's, let's take a few steps back. What is EFT for the people who don't know? And I feel yeah. like most of the people in my audience are kind of on this train and they will know, but for, for the people who don't, what is EFT? That's awesome. So it's emotional freedom techniques. And I think most people have heard it called tapping. So yeah. they're synonymous. The two phrases are the same. And it's a blend of ancient Chinese wisdom and modern psychology. Mm. And it's super simple, kind of ridiculous looking because you're literally just tapping on different parts of your body and talking, but scientifically proven to help with anything you can feel. So whether that is physical, emotional, past, present, or future pacing, aka anxiety and worry, we can treat all of those things really effectively. And at the same time, you're lowering your stress hormones like cortisol up to like 43% in just 10 minutes. Holy macaroni, Um, yeah. Yeah, so like one one thing decreasing makes all the things better. And (laughs) it's it's a beautifully simple technique that you can learn and do on your own, or you can kind of get into the more complex areas of your life with a a EFT master practitioner like myself, where we can really like unweave the trauma and, you know, approach things in a very non-traumatizing way and feel a heck of a lot better. And the way I always see it is that, when I use this, I show up differently in my life and my clients do too. Yeah. And you have a free resource called the private sessions. We're actually going to do once we have to leave room for our private session at the end, but we do the, she, Teresa has a really cool free download called the private sessions. That's, I kind of looked at it as like my little like library. I was like, oh, I'm feeling overwhelmed today. Let me find the overwhelmed tapping. And that's, that's kind of so how it is. I feel like, oh, I'm feeling we had one on like lost your pet or oh, like God, you I lost there's your... so many now yeah. I've lost track. I think it's close to 50 other podcast hosts that I've done these little sessions with where we do tapping on whatever's relevant to them yeah. or their audience. Yeah. And I weave in there like tips that you're really only going to get from somebody that, you know, does this on a, a master level. And you can, per- I also give you tips on how to personalize the sessions to you. Like it might not be exactly what you're dealing with, but you'll be able to use it for whatever it is that you are dealing with. So yeah, yeah we're going to do a session after this. It's going to be awesome. And that's exactly what your listeners can do. They can go to the private sessions.com and they can download the entire resource and have that library at their fingertips. I have it saved on my stars, like my bookmark. bookmark <laughs> so I love it. So let's paint the picture before we get into what we're actually going to talk about today, which is we're going to talk about, try to weave in two things, which is one, the fear of, I get a lot of, I'm scared of making my first reel, let's say, or, or putting a photo of myself out there. We get that a lot. We get a fear of the trolls. And then we also get I don't have time. That's like, also, I was telling you before we recorded the number one thing I always hear, I don't have time. So we're going to talk about not necessarily time management hacks and productivity hacks. Maybe there's a place for that, but where, where is it that you need to quote, make time and where is it? Should you delegate and where should you kind of give yourself a little permission slip to, to quote, not make time. So we're going to talk about that. But before we dive into those things, can you give somebody like paint the picture for somebody who's listening and still maybe has never seen a tapping session. I don't know if you want to use one of those two examples. Um, not saying do a full session right now, but right. just kind of what would that like as a practitioner, you would go, okay, your issue is 
Yeah. So I would gather that information from said client, you know, what, what they're afraid of as far as, you know, posting online or sharing or whatever. And for me, like listening is so key because whether I'm doing hypnosis or I'm doing tapping or some combination with visualization or whatever else I bring to the table, presenting things in my client's language is what makes it click and what makes it release for their energetic system. So I spend a lot of time really listening and reproducing things in their language. And yeah, I'd be collecting those details. And then with tapping, we always start on the side of the hand usually, or, or on the chest, the sore spot on the chest. And we start with what we call setup statement. So it's something like, even though I'm really afraid to post whatever online, I want to love, accept, and forgive myself. We go through that three times. And the setup statement kind of states the problem and allows us to also state like the outcome we're looking for. Because the truth is anything that you can find genuine love, acceptance, and forgiveness for transforms, releases, changes, goes away. And then we go through the main tapping points, which are the top of the head, the eyebrow, the side of the eye, under the eye, under the nose, under the mouth, the collarbone, and under the arm three times, tapping each spot at least five to seven times each. And we talk about the problem. So we really express the negative sides of it. So maybe it's, you know, I'm so afraid what people are going to think. I have this awful feeling in the pit of my stomach. I, I just feel like I want to throw up every time I'm about to press post. I don't know. Is there going to be some crazy comment on there? Like, what's my mother-in-law going to think? What's the neighbors going to think? What's going like, all whatever they brought to the table that they were worried about. This is where we just basically like spew all that out. We can be as silly as, you know, we can all know that like it's not realistic to think some of these things, but we have to voice them. We have to give these thoughts and these fears a voice so that the emotions that are attached to them can come up and out from our energy system and we feel differently. Now, once we get to that third time around, if things are starting to feel like they're shifting, that's when we can introduce some positive ideas if they feel aligned. We don't want to just like throw affirmations. I've got a lot to say about affirmations, but we don't just want to throw things that don't feel genuine at something <laughs> that we're genuinely feeling. So maybe we start to say something like, you know, I'm open to the idea that it's safe for me to hit post. Open to the idea that nothing bad is really going to happen if I do this. And it's an opportunity to fail forward and grow, even if it doesn't go as well as I expect. Um, just letting go of this tension associated with what I'm doing, leaning into my intuition. I wouldn't have created this if it wasn't worth sharing, you know, that kind of stuff. That's sort of the, the dialogue that might be happening as we're finishing it. And then we take a nice deep breath and we reassess things. We always start with a number and end with a number. So subjective units of distress scale, it's the same thing that you would use if you went to the doctor, the chiropractor, the acupuncturist, whatever. How bad is it? So that fear of posting beforehand, maybe it's a nine or a 10 afterwards. You know, who knows? Everybody shifts differently. Some people are like, cool, zero, ready to go. And some people are like, mm, just shift it a little bit. But anything that's moving in the right direction is peeling a layer of that onion and getting us closer to, okay, well, maybe it is only a, it's a still a seven or an eight. What's left? Like, what's still going on there, Molly, that you still need to like feel this way? And that's when we peel back that layer and do another round. I love that because it also, uh, have you, do you kind of use the thought ladder? Is that what you're, when you're talking about affirmations, do you know what that is? Are you familiar with the thought letter? I am familiar with it. That's not what comes to mind. I just don't like toxic positivity. And I feel like uh -huh. when we're, when a lot of people try affirmations, they usually try to make this giant leap from like, yes. you know, I'm broke mm -hmm. to I'm a millionaire and yeah. it doesn't align. It doesn't feel good. And it, it usually, it pushes them more towards like 
trauma, like I call it goal trauma. Like when you're trying to get to a goal and you're making this like leap, you push yourself backwards instead of like finding those little steps, like in kind of like with law of attraction, when we're like increasing our frequency, you know, like what just takes us one step closer to what we're looking for, because it's much better to take those baby steps and figure things out along the way than it is to try to make a giant leap and not go anywhere. Yes. I love that. And that's, that's how I, in my brain associate the thought letter, because it's like, what's, what's the next most believable thing. And then you said, I'm open to the idea. I feel like that's Mm -hmm. such a beautiful primer. My coach Chelsea says every day I'm working towards like, it's just, just like a little, like a little more believable. And I actually don't know if you saw the reel I posted last week about this very same topic about instead of saying, I don't care what other people think like, but you do. <laughs> and that's how, but that's that's there's not a flaw. Well, yeah. what would happen to you if you completely? But it's had okay a, to like release the fear of it. Yeah, but if you had a complete disregard for what other people thought all the time, like that's what kept you alive as a human. Exactly. So it's 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 I kind of reframed it as every day I'm working like towards something like it was way too clunky. She helped me kind of refine it, but more like I'm working towards knowing that what other people's what other people think. Or, or what, what did I say? It's like my goals, my, um, you know, like my, my desires. That's what I said. My yeah. desires are more important Making them a priority than what other people think. You know what I mean? So it's like, yeah. you're, you're not just saying, I don't care what other people think. Like I'm like, you do. It's, yeah. it's okay. But it's like, but you're willing to say, I'm going to put my desires above that. I feel like that's one more right. step. That's a little more Exactly. Whatever gets you closer to the goal in a genuine way that your nervous system and your brain aren't like fighting you on. Yeah. I love that. So you talked about, so I know there's going to be no prescription here and you're going to say it depends, but you talked about afterwards you do the scale and you say, you know, what did this take me from? Did it take me from a nine to a six? Did it take me from a nine to a zero, which I'm sure maybe doesn't happen a lot, but You'd be surprised. I'm surprised sometimes when I'm thinking, really? Gosh, I don't know if this is really doing this for this person. They're like, oh, gone, totally changed. Oh, that's <laughs> okay. incredible. Well, that's incredible. So h- how do you feel like, like if you're working with someone one-on-one and we'll talk about this at the very end, how people can work with you, how, do you kind of almost give them like a prescribed, like try to do this X amount of times per day or, or does it just depend? It does depend. And also it depends. <laughs> depends on what they kind of have left and how much they understand. I mean, all of my clients get access to my Becoming More Me with EFT program. So they're all well-versed in how to do this and how to create change for themselves outside of our appointments. So if they know what's left or if I can help them pinpoint it and maybe even give them some setup phrases, then they can kind of run with it during the time between our sessions and make a lot of progress on their own. But there's really no specific amount of times per day. Right. You know, one of the the big things that I love to have people do when they start doing EFT is just like make a list of a hundred things that you'd love to see change. And it's surprising how easy that is. Oh but yeah. <laughs> I think more important than that is just if every day you committed like five or ten minutes to working on whatever the most bothersome thing is at the moment, then that would be really major progress. You know, because whatever's bothering you most at the moment is what's affecting your system the most and everything else. If you can release a little bit of that, then 
that's great. That's only, a, you know, and if you have more time to sit down and I like to say that EFT can be used like a band-aid. Like if you're, if you're getting ready to like post that post or whatever, and it's feeling like crazy and you just need to kind of calm down for a second so that you can do it, band-aid application. If you have a longer period of time or the ability to invest in coaching, let's do like some deep wound clean out there and see what's really behind it. Mm. Let's see what kind of things happened earlier in your life, whether that's really earlier in your life or like last year, any of those inner children all, you know, have things to say. And let's clear some of that out subconsciously, maybe with some hypnotherapy, some regression work, some, you know, reframing on a subconscious level. And then you'll get to the point where the root of the problem has been taken care of and you're no longer needing to use it for that as a band-aid because it's not an issue anymore. I, that's so cool. Like I said, you're just speaking my love. All this is the stuff I've been studying a lot lately. And I just think it's so fascinating. So I think it, have you ever had people, so this is what I'm going through right now. So I, I have all of these techniques and modalities at my fingertips, right? For me, it's not a knowledge issue of how do I, you know, get through this block or whatever. It's that I won't sit down and actually freaking do it. Yeah. And it takes five minutes. Why is that? And what can we do? Can we tap on not tapping? Can we tap on yes. not tapping, tapping on resistance, tapping on procrastination are some of my favorite things because most uh, people feel like resistance and procrastination are their superpowers. <laughs> yeah. um, and sometimes you just have to like let it go. Sometimes you almost have to sit down and be like, even though I don't want to tap, I love and accept and forgive myself. Even though I don't want to use any of these stupid modalities that I've paid <laughs> tens of thousands of dollars to learn and I'm, you know, smart as anything, but I'm not going to do it. Can't make me do it. I'm not going to sit down and spend my time doing it. I love, accept and forgive myself. And even though you can't make me do it and I'm not going to do it, you know, <laughs> just, just talk to yourself about it and see what shifts. Um, but yeah, procrastination is... It's like a stagnancy in your energy and it's not having the right fuel to do what you want to do and the resistance is usually you're resisting your own expansion which is very painful you know i always say like before i start working with somebody i'm like you have to be willing to take action you know if somebody comes to me and they're in the midst of like a crappy relationship and everything else i'm like i don't know what's going to happen over the next six months that we work together you might be filing for a divorce you might need to move out you might need to like go do things to bring yourself closer together like whatever the thing is you have to be willing to take the action we can't yeah. sit in this stagnant or with the coaching that i'm providing you isn't going to get you anywhere you're just going to sit there resisting your own expansion feeling like crap and it's going to get worse because when you become more conscious, which is exactly what happens as you do EFT and hypnotherapy. If you don't take action and you have that elevated consciousness, you're going to be more miserable than you were before you started. Yes. And I, this so resonates with me. Not that I feel miserable. I actually am feeling a lot better than I ever have. But at the same time, I have a lot of uh, negative self-talk and guilt around going, you know what to do. It would take you 10 minutes. Why aren't you doing it? And I'd say that to myself every single day. I'm like, Oh, another day went by and you didn't do the thing. Like yeah. whether it's, you know, we have a tonal downstairs. I don't know if you know what that is. Like the, the weight machine. Yes. I feel great when I'm lifting weights. I love lifting weights. When was the last time I did it? I have your EFT stuff on at my fingertips. I have the Orpheus track at my fingertips. When was the last time I did any of it? And it, it's like this guilt. And then it makes me not want to do it more because I have all of this evidence going, well, you're not going to do it. Right. So that becomes a matter of making the unfamiliar familiar, which is also a fun mm. thing to work on. Mm. And because, you know, our, our brain just wants to keep us safe. 
and it's like, you know, well, you haven't been doing this stuff, Molly. Like, I don't know if you really need to start doing this stuff because like we've been doing okay without this stuff. So I don't know why you need to add this into your schedule and make this part of your day. Can't we just keep doing what we've been doing? Cause that's been going all right. You're like, you're still alive. You're still, you're still breathing. So we're, we're good. Right. But you're not good because alive and breathing is not really like what you're going for. You're going for like living the life, feeling amazing, doing all the things, but your brain Maybe does I'll not take care. it over the alternative, but yes, <laughs> your brain will never care about any of that. And it'll just keep going like, mm, maybe not. So that's where okay. you have to like overpower it and actually start like talking to your brain on a regular basis and being like, no brain like what i want most because your brain will respond to what you tell it you want and oh, really? you're telling it i don't really want to work out like it's kind yeah. of a pain in the butt to like go put my workout clothes on i might have to take a shower i'm going to redo my makeup like i don't, I don't really want to do that right now <laughs> and your brain is like well yeah i'm on board for that like cool we are not doing that today i'll make sure get on this i'll make train. sure that you have other things to do whether it is scrolling the internet or answering emails or maybe like a phone call like we've got you covered um but if you start telling your brain what i really really want is to use that machine every day. I love how I feel when I lift weights every day. And that is what I really, really want. I want the planning and the spaciousness of time in my day to make this happen. I want to sit down and do some EFT tapping every afternoon and I want to enjoy it and I want to experience change from it and just tell your brain, it will, it will totally support you in the things that you actually tell it you want. And so will your subconscious with things like, what would it take questions? I love those, you know, before you go oh. to bed at night, let hmm. it work for you while you're sleeping. Like Tell me what about would it that. take for me? What would it take for me to have an amazing workout tomorrow, do some tapping and also, you know, do the things that are important for my business and my family. What would it take? Let your brain like in your subconscious figure it out while you're sleeping. Oh my gosh. I'm obsessed with that. I'm going to write that one down. So, and I feel like that's such a difference in not the, what would it take the thing before that you said about what you want. I feel like that's so different than an affirmation because that is something I really want. I really do desire those things. <laughs> so it's not unbelievable. Yeah. And then, yeah, just tell your, keep telling your brain what you actually want because it wants nothing more than to give you what you want, but it keeps probably getting messages that are not that you want that. Yeah, it's probably getting also, the messages of like the negative side of it and thinking like, we like to avoid pain. She doesn't want to do that. We're not going there. <laughs> Nope. Um, do you just love the movie Inside Out? You have a six and a half year old too. Yes. <laughs> I just love that movie because I feel like it's so like your brain's like, nope. Mm -mm. <laughs> yes. I loved watching that with my kids. because I was like, this is kind of like what mommy does in her work, but like explained in a really fun way. <laughs> yeah. It's like you're lit you're sitting there. Like you imagine all these people at your command post going like, oh, mm -mm. <laughs> It's true though. And a lot of my work is like helping people understand these different parts of them and what they're there to do in most cases to protect, to keep safe, you know, to guard them from all these things that they've thought have been really uh, harmful or unsafe and to kind of release all of that, maybe assign a new role to that part of them where it can support them in what they want instead of holding them back from it. So we touched on the the fear piece a little bit, like you did almost like, almost like a, a mock um, tapping, but let's, let's talk about the time piece, because I really do hear that more than the fear people who have bought or enrolled in holistic marketing hub, for example, which is my done with you course. they're like, I know I have 400 copy paste Instagram captions at my disposal. It would literally take me an hour to plan out an entire month's worth of content, but I'm not doing it. I'm not opening it. 
or I know that I should be doing X, Y, Z, you know, I could post three times a week or five times a week on Instagram and it would, you know, explode my business, but yet I'm not doing it. So can you, how would you walk through that? So that's not normally a time issue. That's they're afraid of something that's on the other side of them doing that particular task. So, you know, and it could be something positive. It could be that they're afraid of what's going to happen if their business explodes. And that's unfamiliar just as, you know, the failure feels like something they don't want. Like both of them have things associated with them where they're like, yeah, I don't know. And they might not even know that they're having that reaction on the inside. But usually when people are procrastinating or avoiding specific tasks, it's because like the thing that happens after they do that is not feeling safe to them. So working that out is important. And accountability. I mean, sometimes, Mm -hmm. especially when things are unfamiliar, like creating, you know, a a process for, you know, doing your posting or creating your content or whatever, you have to have accountability. Mm -hmm. And I know, I know that especially as someone with ADHD and everything else. Like just, you know, sometimes I just have to tell my husband, like going to my office, I'm writing my client sessions for the week. Don't feed me lunch until yeah. <laughs> I come yeah. out and I'm done. <laughs> or, you know, if you if you hear me doing anything else, like you have permission to stop me. Because otherwise, like I'll get distracted just like anybody else. And but once you do it a few times, whether it's, you know, working out on your tonal or it's somebody creating content or whatever, and you realize how good it feels, that's the feeling that you're making familiar. And once you associate it with something Mm. that feels good a few times, it starts getting a little easier to do it. So yeah, sometimes you got to kind of push yourself through the first times. And that's when I also love like EFT because it's like, you know, maybe you're showing up to do it and you're like, I really don't want to do this today. And it <laughs> yes. you, you put in the feelings like I'm resistant. I feel like I want to do anything but this right now. And it feels, I feel like I want to run away from my desk and find something else to do. Like just let the feelings come out. They, they're, they're trying to tell you something. Yes. And once you figure out and decode what they're trying to tell you, then you can have more of what you want. I love that. I used to do these once a month, like co-working sessions on zoom, but like nobody would get on. So I stopped doing them because I'm like, let's like sit down and let's go through everything. They're like, maybe I need to bring it back. If you're a hub student and you want that back, let me know. Even if it's just <laughs> you and me, I will sit there and work with you. I have 175 I like people really students. do want accountability, but they also don't recognize how much they want it. And they're also afraid of it because then they actually have to do the thing. Mm. So yeah. yeah. Totally. So Teresa, this has been so helpful. I mean, it seems to me like you can, you can literally work through anything with this modality and you really can. I mean, like you said, we've already got it inside of us. Sometimes we just need a little help tweaking things out or, mm-hmm. you know, figuring out what's been holding us back all this time. Sometimes it's like right here, but we can't see that on ourselves. So we need somebody to help us to, to draw it out and to figure it out with us. And that's what I love doing. Yeah. And that's what you're really gifted at doing. And um, I told Teresa, I can't wait. I do want to work with her one-on-one. I've, I'm working with two other people one-on-one right now. So I'm waiting until my, my time is up, but how can people find you? Tell us how people can work with you, all that jazz. Yeah. The best place to find me is on my website, TeresaLearLevine.com. And there's information there about, you know, working with me and my program offerings and things actually um, launching a group hybrid program this summer. Ooh. Congrats. Thanks. So that's a great opportunity to get a lot of time with me and a lot of coaching over the next few months. And yeah, I I do one-on-one work also. 
And um, I love working with people for extended periods of time. I normally work yeah. with my clients for at least six months and longer. I love, it's not that the techniques take a long time. It's that the seasons of the year bring up all different things that people don't think of otherwise. Oh yeah. Anniversaries, wow. holidays, things that they grieve, all different things come up throughout a calendar year that, you know, you might not think of in June or July, but are hitting you hard in December and having the opportunity to walk through that. And, you know, I, I love working with people when they're going through change and transition too. I work with a lot of people who are transitioning careers or trying to up-level what they're doing and being able to kind of walk through that while they're doing it is really valuable because then every time some little thing comes up, we can take care of it in the moment. I love that. Uh, we'll also link your private sessions below because yeah, yeah absolutely really I would helpful. start there for anybody because that's you know getting hands-on with this is really the only way to understand the power of it you can listen to Molly and I talking about it but that's not the same as actually doing it so download it and find something in there that speaks to you and give it a try I'm laughing because I've had that procrastination one um in my inbox marked as unread for however long ago maybe three weeks is that not like <laughs> I'm procrastinating, opening the tapping session about procrastination. I love it. It's been on red, middle gall, get to it though. And if I, if I don't read it, then I'm not procrastinating. Right, it's just unread. Like I haven't opened it. Yeah, I just, I I just haven't it. got it's to not it. There. Yeah. Anyway, I thought that's funny. Thank you so much, Teresa, for your time. And we're gonna go do our private session now. Yes, thank you, Molly, appreciate it. Thank you for listening to Holistic Marketing Simplified, brought to you by Holistic Marketing Hub, our hybrid program that supports you with personalized coaching, caption templates, and virtual classrooms. In this program, we teach health and wellness professionals how to fish, but we also bait their hook. Head to holisticmarketinghub.com to learn more and use code PODCAST for $100 off. And hey, you know how every podcaster at the very end of their episode asks you to rate and review their podcast? Well, that's because it's super important. These podcasts take a lot of time and heart and effort to produce to bring you free information. So in order for me to be able to continue doing that, we need more people to find out about the show. So if you could, please just take like two minutes out of your very busy day to leave me a rating and share this on your Instagram stories and tag at Molly A. Cahill. That's C-A-H-I-L-L. I would greatly, greatly appreciate your support. I truly appreciate you so much. I know your time is valuable and I can't wait to see you in the next episode. Premium.